Okay, welcome along. This is the latest edition of Change of Head with me, your host, Gary Gooden. We are the People's Podcast, and I'll tell you why we're the People's Podcast, because we talk to all sorts of people with special skills, special talents. We've got poetry, we've got music, we've got humour. So, without further ado, let's get the show started. Welcome along to Change of Head. Yeah, you're at Change FM, and as you may know, in previous episodes, we have a regular contributor called Justin, and he does some lovely poetry. So let's have a little piece from Justin. I wanted to write a little song about little Rachel. I've got nothing but respect, and I hold my child for him. That's why I'm honest. Cause I do get that, I do get that. But I know I'm not on myself. I'm not bottom shelf, I'm not middle and all top. Glass myself as myself. I'm on my own bloody shelf. There ain't nothing wrong with me. I can sing my own song. My priorities are clear. I don't have much fear. But my life's gone, man. Because I'm feeling sad. But it's so beautiful still. I'll get my own bill. I ain't ready to go yet. I paid my debt to society. I know my priorities. I know what's wrong and I know what's right. But no regrets. Keep walking forward. My head's all right. Gone for an hour. No, it's just disgusting. Thank fuck, I'm strong. In heart and mind. So I was designed. Okay, there's one of our regular contributors, Justin. Thanks very much for your piece, Justin. And more than likely make another appearance on the next Change FM. You're listening to Change FM. Okay, Change FM. And my first guest, Daniel Pilt. Lovely to meet you, Daniel. Welcome to Change FM. Now, you're somewhat of an artist, I know. Yeah, I've seen some of your work and very impressive to me. How did you, what made you want to be an artist? Is it you had a lot of creativity in you from a younger age or? Yeah, I had a massive amount of creativity. From what, what's your artwork based on? I mean, they're, they're brilliant to look at. I, I wouldn't know what was actually going through your mind when you actually created these things, these, well, pictures basically. I mean, brilliant paintings. What, what, what goes through your mind when you actually do you feel creative or it's just spontaneous? It's almost, it's, to me, it's almost like I'm just doing a job. It's almost like I'm meant to do it, so I'll do it. It, do you, it doesn't happen all the time. Do you ever think you're selling them? I've sold a few. Okay, okay. I'm not going to ask anything more about it. How did you... Oh, I will ask. How did you sell them? Did, sold, were you like a street artist? or? No, I went, it's more conventional. I had shows in different places, occasional shows in places like... Well, one in here in Clapham, 
Okay. And one in Herne Hill, one in Paris, and somewhere else. Paris. I was waiting for somewhere <laughs> overseas. Yeah, brilliant. In Paris. It was How did you go down in Paris, by the way? I, it I was pretty awesome. fun. Yeah? I mean, did you... It was in a boutique. Oh, because oh, I tried to exhibit in places <laughs> that aren't galleries. I tried to okay, do it. So, how, how does a gallery compare to a boutique? A gallery's more upmarket, would a you bo- say? A boutique will get more viewers than a lot of little galleries. Oh, so you got more coverage? Yeah. Is it mostly paint you do? Paintings? Uh, no, I went through a big phase of just doing sculpture. And this oh, is sculpture. Now, that interests me a lot. I don't know how it... Wood sculpture or the other no, one? No, it um, tends to be metal. Rock. It's like... Oh, metal car, sculptures. Car, cars and fridges cut up and stuff. Oh, oh like... Oh, OK. I'll show yeah. you them later. Like, if you go to Quest at 10 o'clock in the evening, you'll see stuff like that, wouldn't you? You yeah. know, um, machine sculptures, you know. Um, there was a bloke who, who'd done um, a sculpture of an elephant made up of... Um, Second-hand vacuum cleaners. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't see that. I'll Google it for your articles. Yeah, yeah. Um, so how long are you going to be doing this for? I mean, do, do, oh, your work's going to be in a gallery soon, isn't it? Some of your work's going to be in a gallery? I think so, maybe. An exhibition's coming up, isn't it? Yeah. As far as I'm, I'm aware. Anyway, so look forward to seeing that. We'll get more information on that and we'll keep you posted here on Change of Thing. I was going to talk about your time uh, being in a hostel. Did you get any inspiration while you lived in a hostel, while you are living in a hostel? Yeah. I was I was bored, and I was in the hostel at Vauxhall, and he said, there's an art lesson. So I went to the art lesson, they gave me a sketchbook, I went outside and painted the first thing I see, which was those three cat cranes there. Oh, right, yeah, that, cool. Which is the same way I've always painted. Did you want to do other stuff... E-type like, oh, right. jags and blonde girls. No, I mean, like, being a musician, apart from being an artist, did you want to be a musician? All I wanted to do is be a radio presenter. Really? Yep, from the age of 11. I visited the careers office when I was uh, 11. They told me to fill out a form. Which occupation would you like? I said DJ. Now, really lovely talking to you. Thank you. And uh, I have a final question. A final request, is it? I need to know your three favourite tracks. Stay free, The Clash. Okay, right, right. Because it mentions the bus from Brixton to Stretton, which I know very well. What was it called again? Stay free, The Clash. Stay three, as in number three. Stay free. Three. Three, as in the free bus to Crystal Coast. Free bus to, yeah. I was on one yesterday. Okay, second choice. Um, I think that'd probably be like, Smells like Teen Spirit, Nirvana. Next Third, one, final choice. It's got to be a primal scream. Um, Loaded. Enough said. Daniel, really kind of you to take out your time and talk to us. Cheers, Gary. Just what is it that you want to do? Well, we want to be free. We want to be free to, to do what we want to do. And we want to get loaded. And we want to have a good time. And that's what we're going to do. Away, baby, let's go. We're going to have a good time. We're going to have a party.
Welcome to Change FM. Hello, and here is a guide to how to wash your hands in 10 easy steps. Step 1. Wet hands with water and apply soap or hand wash. Step 2. Rub hands palm to palm. Step 3. Rub palm over back of hands with interlaced fingers and vice versa. Step 4. Palm to palm with fingers interlaced. Step 5. Back of fingers to opposing palms with fingers interlocked. Step 6. Rotational rubbing of left thumb clasped in right palm and vice versa. Step 7. Rotational rubbing backwards and forwards with clasped fingers of right hand with left palm and vice versa. Step 8. Rinse hands under running warm water. Step 9. Dry hands thoroughly with a paper towel or air dryer. And finally, step 10. Use your elbow or paper towel to turn off the tap. And if you didn't know that, you must be totally thick. This is a public information service. Okay, this is Change FM, your host Gary Gooden. Welcome along and you know we like talking about community stuff. Now, has anyone ever heard of Radio Thamesmead? Started in 1978, a good 41 years ago. And I am very pleased to have been part of Radio Thamesmead 30 years ago. And it's my pleasure now to introduce Sam Skinner, who's a volunteer for Radio Thamesmead. Nice to meet you. Thank you for talking to us at Change FM. Oh, really nice to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Okay, talk to me about uh, Radio Thamesmead, now known as RTM. Well, I've been living in Thamesmead for five years. I've been working on different community arts projects. I work as like an artist and a producer. And we had an idea to bring the radio station back. You resurrected that radio was the Thamesmead. plan. Yeah, so I was commissioned by a gallery in the area called Tucker. I knew, I knew <laughs> when I left Radio Thamesmead back in 1990 that it would go downhill. Somebody had to resurrect Well, that's what everyone's been telling us. <laughs> Whose idea was it to start with then, to, to resurrect? That's difficult to trace. Um, there was a woman called Alison Wood who was at the Link Community Centre, and she was talking about it a lot. But actually, I think it was the idea came from the strength of the old station. It was really fondly remembered, had a big role in people's lives. It did, um, it did. It, it eventually yeah. closed, I think, in 2009. And then, so yeah, last year the idea was to sort of think about how we could bring it back. And we ran it as a month trial. So we set up a studio, got all the equipment. We did so, call out um, to people to say who wants to get involved. And we had about 40 different local people doing training, doing their own shows. Brilliant. Learning, learning um, new skills. So it's actually still community-based. Yeah, I yeah mean, that was the idea at the beginning. Um, we said we're setting up a new community radio station. We even did a competition to, to name it. We had about 40, no, 400 entries. We asked all the local school kids. And um, two people suggested RTM. What happened to RTM now, is it? So, yeah, check out www.rtm.fm. And there, there's about 100 shows um, that are archived, so you can go through and it's check all, out music shows, talk, talk shows, or music-based. No, big, big mixture of talk So it's a good music. mix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like from, it used um, to be. 
school kids doing interviews with school kids now. MPs. To, I never saw any um, school kids running about in my day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one idea is I'd read about that um, the old station had done um, school children interviewing the local MP. So the old station. Yeah. Have, you, have you got um, any sort of um, archive from the old radio attempts made to compare with how it's um, evolved? Yeah, so actually the British Library has um, an archive of over a hundred recordings. Um, okay. And yeah, I've li listened to some of those and also um, I've got given some tapes uh, from people like uh, Phil Whedon. Yeah. And yeah. so yeah, I think you know they're incredibly high quality, you know, really good shows and... Uh, one, uh, one thing, when I was involved with Radio Thamesmead back in the 80s, they used to um, actually go on the AM, 199 AM. They used to change their name to Radio Energise, and they used to be the voice of the London Youth Games, which was like a Youth Olympics, and they, they used to broadcast live from Crystal Palace. Do they still do that now? Not that I'm aware of. Oh, okay. um, that's a shame, because that, that was pretty successful. Yeah, well, the, the one thing that we had that was similar to that was Nicky G, that used to do the Millennium Dance show from, I think, sort of early 90s, and they would do a takeover at the weekend. Um, you know, back in the days, Thamesmead was wired up to every house in Thamesmead, so there's a limited amount of listeners. Yeah. But obviously they were on the internet. How does that affect it as a community station? I like the idea that, um, you know, in one sense it is mm. thinking about the local community, but also excited by the potential that people can be listening to it from around mm -hmm. the world. And also I think... I like this idea that a, a community, for example, Thamesmead, actually you, people have grown actually, up, a lot of people have grown up yeah. in other countries. Radio Thamesmead was supposedly the first community radio station, as it's known. They were the first and foremost. Yeah. And Can I what? do it? Can I do it? Go on. <laughs> On Rediffusion, Channel L, you're listening to the first and foremost Radio Thamesmead. Da, da, da. Had to do it out of my system. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> but so what I've read from that time is, and I've read, um, there's an interview online you can see from the vicar who set it up, and he said he went to Rediffusion and he said, I want to set up a TV channel in Thamesmead. A TV channel? Yeah. And like, said, like a local community no, TV channel? we're not going to give you a TV channel because you know on the old channel L that you're talking about, they needed one of the letters, I think it was A to um, N. Oh, what they I'm not sure how it works back then. But the Home Office is running a trial in community radio and they're going to trial it on the rediffusion cable system. And the, the thought was, I think, that they didn't even think anyone would be interested in doing it because one, you've got the BBC, it does a jolly good job of everything, doesn't it? And it even does local radio. So how would you want anything other than the BBC or of commercial radio? And that's, you know, other you have BBC or you make money, profit, not profit. But the point with community radio, and this is going to answer your question, I think is that it offers training as well. So okay. it's a sort of service locally for local people to learn. Does it, this is what I was going to ask you. Yeah, I was going to ask you. As well as providing local news, which was the thing that the BBC did. But also, it's not the BBC. So obviously the BBC is tied up to the licence fee and all of those things. Um, so I think community radio is maybe those two things. It is thinking locally mm -hmm. about that place, but now with the internet it can be a kind of interesting like local, global, 
yeah. hybrid, but, and it can yeah. think about some of those issues like. So, but yeah, we. Do you think every town should have a community radio station? I think you know the other thing that that relates to, and maybe you could talk about like community media more generally, so not just radio, is the demise of like yeah. community newspapers. Yeah, that's what and I'm thinking. Like the South really, London Press has died out. It's I don't know if you, if you came across this, but things like in some of the um, the reporting or like discussion of why um, Grenfell happened, mm. lots of complex reasons, but one of the things that people talked about community groups, they said, we were trying to get press for some of our concerns, yeah. and we couldn't get any local reports to come, yeah. Because there weren't any local reporters. And that role that kind of local news that you said was really strong at Thamesmead. Um, they had an excellent news team. Yeah, and so that was to follow them after, after yeah. the so I think, evening reports. You know, the importance of news within that's something you need a certain amount of resources to do news because you know so, you need to kind of turn it around quickly and keep uh, it regular. And, uh, what would you say is next for Radio Thamesmead or RTM? So I'm not, new name. Um, I'm not in uh, the driving seat, as it were. So the the, the so gallery. You can't tell me well, I can tell you that the gallery Taco, um, that sort of commissioned the project, so is, hungry, is, yeah. <laughs> is hosting it. But an, an interesting thing, a phase we're in now, is enabling people to broadcast from their homes live. What? To through the, the website. So this is, and we have a small studio at, at Taco. People in their own homes can have different kind of spaces. So there's some people, so groups of people that, telling stories, or yeah, and or might sharing their music, do, or do interviews, and or another point about community radio would be actually that I think the studio is really, really important as a place for people to come together. Yeah, as, 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 a, 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 as a base. Yeah, to, like what, tell, yeah. tell me what, what was it like when you went to. Can people just drop into the studio though? So at the moment like, they can't, but when we no. had it for the month, we could. Because yeah. it used to be in the days, yeah. people could just phone in, drop in. The, the other thing that I, I'm interested in, and I don't know if this is, this is going to happen, but it was one of the things that I talked about right at the beginning, was how can the radio station be run in a, what I would call a cooperative and sort of collaborative way. Where, mm-hmm. um, yeah. And I think... One of the things I've from doing research about other community radio stations is... It's about funding as well, isn't it? Well, it's, it's about... So they're really important as platforms for expression. Mm-hmm. And so people can come along and they can express themselves. But I think not enough are... Can people make the platforms collaboratively? You know, mm-hmm. And so I think that's what I think is, is really exciting. Yeah, it's a way to organise and well, express. I'm actually, I, I understand what you... You're saying now, yeah. oh, absolutely, and I hope the listeners do. So it's interrupted you so abruptly. Um, anyway, how did you get involved in? Have you been involved in any other uh, radio projects in your time? No, 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 no. No, never. Just one. RTM. Yeah. Can I ask you a few questions about your time? There, I'm sure your listeners. You may ask. Them. I don't mean I'm going to answer. <laughs> I'm not truthfully anyway. How? No, of course. How, no, how no. did you get involved in the station to begin with? I'll tell you what. I'll go back a few years before. Back in 1981, the only thing I wanted to do was be a DJ. And when I was 11, I got a letter from the um, careers office. I filled out the form, what career would you like to pursue? And I said, DJ. There <laughs> you go. <laughs> I said, my work experience to Sainsbury's accounts department. <laughs> 
So I made a homemade, um, I did a homemade uh, demo tape and sent it off to Capital Radio. I said to Capital Radio, I've just spent a lot of money on a studio. <laughs> I, I plugged my headphones into my brother's um, microphone so I'm getting used to a mic. Use my headphones as a mic and I, I made a pee poor. I made a really pee poor demo. Anyway, I got it back. Along with a picture and diamond. I went through secondary school, still pursuing, you know, talking to myself as well. Presenting, I'm actually presenting. I'm 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 listening to my headphones and I'm doing what the DJs are doing. But it took me five years to join a hospital radio station which started with radio guys and uh, I fell out with a fat bugger that uh, used to run the place, so I left there, joined Dunwich Hospital Radio, left there, they went bust, and then I joined Thamesmead. No, that goes, no, that's a bit back to front. Anyway, it don't matter, I ended up in Thamesmead. And how, how did you end up in Thamesmead? How did you find out about it? I don't, I don't really know. I, I think I was just looking through phone directories or some shit. I was trying to see where I could join. I wanted to, I wanted to join a community station. And what, so, but when you were there, you were doing the show, what, what was it like? Uh, it's just music-based, basically. And what, what we, kind of music? We talked talk about fly tipping halfway through. The Beach Boys, mostly oldies, mostly, yeah. mostly oldies. Uh, anyway, did you have your own programme? Yeah, 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 no, I did. Yeah. So that's what every, was every, your, What was your programme based? Um, it was called Thames Themes... Really dull, terrible See title, what but I done. tried, I tried. See what you've done, <laughs> well you tried. And from 12, 12 o'clock on a Sunday afternoon, what is it like I would book cycle down, I'm in West Thamesmead, so I'd cycle down the river with my box of records, and then yeah, play um, weird, spaced out, sort of free jazz and electronica that was all kind of, a bit like the river and fluid and out. Well, <laughs> that sounds really far, well. You can check it out right. on the website. Mm. So, what, what intrigues you about radio? Is there anything that, um, that you, you think... I like its directness, I think, and that there's... Do you, you know, think, would, you, would you be on TV if you, if, if you had a chance? Would you be a no. presenter on TV? No. no. I think I, you'd be very even, good. Even the, the radio show I did, I did as little talking as possible, and I did it in a way just to be, you know, part of the whole endeavour, because I was helping um, set up the studio and make tables and... Um, so you'd prefer to be more in the background? Yeah, yeah, because I've done things like programme festivals in the area, so I knew quite a lot of different people. So I worked to try and get as many, you know, those people involved that wanted to be involved. That's brilliant, though, um, because um, everybody that gets involved in radio, which work whichever way, I mean, I started the eyes to start with, but everyone thinks, oh, they're going to be the next Tony Blackburn or something, you know what I mean? But it's not always the case, is it? Some people just want to be on a back burner and help produce shows. And you know, I think radio's having a resurgence at the moment um, because I think in one, on one level the, the technology's more accessible and <coughs> another, I think, everyone's <coughs> learned to become... Did I say enough about um, Radio Tim's Because <laughs> I'm too busy joking about it. Like, it'd be nice, um, nice to hear you know, more memories from you in a way. Like what it was like. I, 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 I had a short stay at Radio Thames Mead. Um, 
Like I said, I was, I was just um, 19 years old. And I've been working for radio guys since I was 16. So I had some radio presentation skills. And I just went in, bam. Ed Hudson, he was the guy that actually gave me the start. He goes, right, we're putting you on at um, 6.30 after the evening report. And uh, your show's going to be called Wired for Sound. And he just, like I said before, he walloped a load of flies in front of me. He said, read some of that out halfway through. Your program's got me 40% community content. So I've been playing all the music I like. <laughs> Reading out something that fly to me halfway through. Uh, it's brilliant. I really enjoyed my time at Thamesmead. I really did. Um, and I would gladly go back. I would gladly go back. I'd go back there in a heartbeat. I don't think there's enough community radio about I don't, I don't. I've, I've looked at all across the FM spectrum, mm. I've looked across the internet, nothing new. Well also, what um, in this interview with the, the vicar, the right reverend, you know, <laughs> they didn't think it was going to work, they did this experiment, but actually... He proved them wrong. Um, yeah, and, and actually I think yeah. there's even radio service media's in, you know... Um, Transcripts from Parliament where it was discussed when they, after the trial, they said it's been a great success. There's, uh, you know, community radio yeah, became yeah. a thing. And, um, um, there and was, there was a thing yeah. about, um, there was a newsletter. That one of the first things when I joined Radio Thamesmead uh, back in 1989 or whatever, I, I read a newsletter and it said uh, uh, Radio Thamesmead was going to be shut down due to um, racism or something. I don't know, I've, I've forgotten that right. But there was um, a big debate about Radio Thamesmead's future. First year, I, yeah, I haven't heard that. And what the idea that it was um, the guys running it weren't, it wasn't sort of diverse enough the program or something. Really, Fusion Channel L was running Radio Thamesmead. I don't know if they had anything to do with it, but you know, when it was right up to every house and nothing else, do you think that made the community closer, or do you think now because it's in the internet? It's made people more widespread and not as close as they used to be. I think both. Or has ten people got bigger? Basically. I think both. So I think one of the ways I think of like you know, media like the internet, I think it's brought people closer together. It's brought maybe me and you together today. That's <laughs> in true. In some ways. In other ways, I think it's made people. Well, you more said we're listening to my bad jokes. They're <laughs> also more, more separate. So there's that idea of the filter bubble, isn't it? So if you want, you just want to look at right-wing media now, you can. Right, I'm going to let you go. Oh, thank you. But I'm going to let you go with a request. Go on. I need to know a tune. That's actually your favourite tune. Just oh. one of your favourite tunes. Sam Google. Cook, you send me. Okay, well, Sam Skinner from RTM, the resurrection of Radio Thamesmead. Thanks for talking to us. Darling, you.
listening to Change FM. Okay, next up we have David, who's set a bit of poetry to music, so please have a listen and enjoy this. Okay, cheers, David. We hope that you're going to contribute some more of your work to the next Change FM. Okay, that's just about it from the latest edition of Change FM, but we will return in the future. So, please be part of next Change FM and join us at changefm.net if you have a story to tell, a joke to share, or a song to sing, or anything of interest. We are the People's Podcast. We've been Change FM, I've been Gary Gooden, many thanks to Robertson Street Studios, and of course it's been a Duck Arts production for Change FM. Until next time, bye-bye for now.